This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinkard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio. I am here today with Linda Hartsfield, the chairperson of the Lake Alatoona Association and the Great Lake Alatoona Cleanup. Hello, welcome. Good morning, Jody. Nice to be here. Same here. I'm also here with Chris Purvis, uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Mobile District. He is the lead ranger for Lake Alatoona. Is that correct? That is correct. Alatoona Lake. That's I right. Was, That's the government way to say it. That is correct. All seven listeners will now be educated. <laughs> It is not Lake Alatoona. It is Alatoona Lake. And I'm just going to tell you now, I'm going to mess that up throughout the whole show. That's fine. I'll just keep going with Alatoona Lake. But, you know, most visitors that I talk to go with, uh, they'll say Lake Alatoona to me. So what got you interested in being in the Army Corps of Engineers? I've always wanted to be a park ranger. Honestly, my father was a a Corps of Engineers uh, park ranger. He started as a uh, uh, ranger back in the 60s and uh and then he moved on up but uh i had a little interest from there but i've just always been sort of a more outdoors person and you know i got a little interest there i've always been pretty good with people for me i didn't start out as a park ranger i didn't until my 30s went into become a uh a park ranger but i uh i finally found what i've meant to do and i've been doing Your passion it, and yeah so i've been doing it for 20 years now so, so have you been with uh alatoona lake the entire time I've been at Altoona for 17 years. I was at Lake Washita with the Corps of Engineers uh, for about a year and a half, and that's in Arkansas. But I started with the uh, National Park Service. I was at a, a park. Most people don't even know it's a national park, but it's uh, Prince William Forest Park, and that's located in um, Virginia, mm-hmm. northern Virginia. So you're a fed. I'm a fed. Yep. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Look out. Linda's smiling over here. <laughs> we have one of the best lake communities in the nation. We do. That's correct. Cherokee County is perched on a lake and Lake Alatoona is one of the busiest lakes in our nation. Is that right, Chris? That that is correct. Um, Alatoona gets about uh, 7 million visitors a year. Mm -hmm. 7 million visitors a year. That puts us number three with all core lakes across the nation. That's out of 466, I think, projects. Uh, Alatoona is number three. And of course, our sister lake, which is right over the, up the road, Lake uh, Lanier is number one on that list. What's number three? Uh, number two is Lake Hartwell. And then we're number three, Alatoona. Okay. So all three of them are in Georgia. Isn't that crazy? People don't think of Georgia as being a lake state, I guess. It's the mild temperatures, uh, interstates running near those lakes as well. Um, it just brings in a lot of visitation. So on any given weekend, what's the story? How many people are out on our lake? Do you know that? Uh, the busiest weekends are, of course, uh, Memorial Day weekend and the 4th of July. Uh, and then any weekend in, in June is very busy as well. Yeah. How deep is the lake? Uh, it just depends on where you're measuring from. It can be anywhere. But the deepest part of the lake would be right in front of the, the dam. Mm-hmm. Right. Where is the dam located? Uh, the dam is lo- located in Cartersville, Georgia, Bartow County. Well, that brings me to something else. We share this lake. Cherokee County shares the lake with what counties? Uh, there, uh, the lake goes into three counties. That would be Cherokee, Bartow, and Cobb counties. Mm-hmm. And about how many docks do we have? I mean, not docks. How many ramps do we have on there to get a boat in the water? Uh, 
you know, just off the top of my head, probably about 20 ramps around the entire lake. Some of those are uh, operated by the Corps of Engineers, others by the state, county, and city governments as well. But probably about 20, and that's not really counting uh, what may be in uh, in campgrounds as well. Uh, anyone who's wanting to launch a boat in our campground has to be camping there first. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about what the Corps of Engineers has to do with Lake Alatoona in, in a little while. But what I really want to talk about is how did we come to have this lake? It's not a natural lake, is it? No, it's a man-made lake created by the Corps of Engineers back in the 1940s. And what was the reason that they wanted to put a lake here? Uh, for many reasons, uh, but uh, according, you know, looking back at the uh, Flood Control Acts of 1941 and 46 is what gave the Corps of Engineers permission. The government told, oh, we want a dam in this area. And it was uh, some of the reasoning is with a lot of flooding in the area, uh, particularly like uh, Rome, Georgia. Uh, so this uh, the dam, at, the Alton Dam is built for flood control. But one of the bigger ones also is hydropower. And it was bringing more uh, electricity, of course, to uh, these areas at that time in the 40s. You know, there was very rural rural areas and, uh, and they were trying to provide more electricity for the, you know, the surrounding areas. Does it still produce electricity for oh, our area? Of course. It's very, on our peak hours, we'll be, uh, a lot of times we are generating for power. But yes, it's still, and we supply, uh, out of Allerton Dam supplies southeastern power uh, administration, which is called SEPA, and we sell it off to them. And then they, from there, it goes out to the, the public. Mm-hmm. So the power in my home may be coming from that. Is it, that correct? Possibly, yes. Yes. Okay. And of course, the, the big thing about hydropower is the cleanest way to uh, produce power. There's no greenhouse gases or anything like that. It's a very clean way to pr- produce electricity. Even cleaner than wind? Uh, yes. I guess. Yes. If it's, and it's not right? as dangerous. You know, oh. with the wind, you know, it's there. You got uh, environmental factors such as uh, a lot of bird birds are killed. Ah, uh, from, no fish are killed. Uh, n- not many if they are, but some can get out, but it's, there's not, nothing like it happens with the, the birds. Great. All right. Well, let's talk about what's underneath the lake. Uh, well, for the most part, I know a lot of people think that there's a full city or, or town that is underneath the lake. Uh, that's always the rumor, you know, but the town of Etowah, yes, uh, when we, when the dam was built, the lake, when the lake waters came up, it, uh, I guess, went over what was once the town of Etowah. I think a lot of people get this picture that there's like full buildings still under the <laughs> lake and things like that, but they're not. At that time in the 40s, uh, uh, there was just foundations and stuff left from the, uh, the town of Etowah. Mainly, most of it had burned, burned and destroyed in May uh, 1864 when uh, General Sherman's force, uh, forces came through mm. and burned the area. Yikes. That's interesting. So it had some, there's some pretty charcoal things down under there then. Oh, correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about what happens on the lake now. Every winter... I go past this beautiful lake and it's nothing but mud. What's the what's the story on that? This is a, a flood control measure. Uh, Alatuna has a 17 foot drop off every year. Uh, it starts in uh, uh, late September. We start dropping the the levels of the lake. It will drop 17 feet. Uh, that the date is January 15th when it reaches its uh, winter pool, which is 823 um, mean sea level. Uh, in the summer, it will go up to 840. Uh, but we start. You start the ascent from from 8:23 up to 
40, and that's usually reached about May 1st. Now, the reason this happens is we are a small to medium-sized impoundment lake, but we have an extremely large runoff into our lake. Uh, just to give you, for instance, our runoff is larger than Lake Lanier's, and Lake Lanier is twice as big as uh, Alatoona. So the, the way to look at it is Lake Lanier, a lot of times, but filling it up is like uh, you got a swimming pool and you have the water barely turned on and it's just dripping and that's the water's coming in there. For Alatoona, it's more like a sink and you have the water turned on full blast. How long is that going to take you to fill up? Mm-hmm. So what happens is uh, to combat the uh, winter rains, which we have a lot of those, Alatoona's dropped 17 feet and, uh, and it's to control flooding. And it's come into effect a lot in the last couple years. Uh, we've had some flooding in the springtime and in the late fall as well where if uh, the levels hadn't been dropped a lot, there would have been some more serious damage than we had. So, Okay, I want to I wanna break this down a little further. You had a lot of numbers there and a lot of mm-hmm. uh, details, but I want to make sure I understand. The, the whole lake was, was built to control the flooding in the area. So Correct. prior to the lake, there was a lot of flooding. Correct. So now we have this lake that catches the floodwaters. Now... What the dam is to do is to control that flooding, they will hold the water behind Alatuna Dam. So a lot of times people say, you know, if the water's going up on the lakeside, but that's what it's supposed to be doing. It, what it's doing is not letting floodwaters go below the dam and flooding out areas along the river like uh, Rome, Georgia. Uh, so what they do is you hold back the waters, and then when the uh, flood waters below the dam have receded, they'll start releasing water out of the dam at a heavier pace, and then we'll, and it drops back down to where it's supposed to be, the, where they should be at that time. The huge flood back in 2009 when it just rained, uh, I think that was the biggest water event in uh, Alatuna's history. More water came into Alatuna Dam that night. Uh, well, it was late September, and I'm not, I don't remember the date in 2009, than ever before, ever been recorded. I think the lake in one night shot up eight feet. Uh, oh, wow. And so the, yeah. the, but what the dam was doing was holding back those waters from going down. If those waters had gone downstream, they would have, it would have flooded. I'm, I'm talking massive flooding in Rome. So on the other side of that dam, so on our side of the dam is the lake. Correct. On the other side of the dam is the Etowah River. And it flows down toward Rome, Georgia, and then and then you. and then to uh, the Alabama state line, and down through Alabama, and it comes out eventually. So it turns into several different rivers and comes out in Mobile Bay, and that's why our district office is in Mobile Mobile Bay, is because that's where our water flow goes. I'll be darned. What's your favorite spot to hang out on a boat in the lake when you're not working? <laughs> Normally, I, I'm in a kayak if I'm going. I don't have a boat. Uh, you know, normally if I'm in a boat, I'm on patrol. So there's not really a favorite area with that. But uh, <laughs> honestly, there is actually. I like to sit under Bethany Bridge in the patrol boat waiting on people to, to blow the no wake. But uh, <laughs> do you, know, uh, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> but uh, good. Maybe it'll stop some people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so do you I, pull them over? Oh, yeah. We pull them yeah. over. Uh, that can cause some serious damage mm-hmm. to people so people I, I didn't know that that was something you did i thought that was always the what is the um Georgia the dnr dnr does it too we 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 can write federal citations we're not uh we're considered regulatory officers we do not have firearms or anything like that but we we do have uh, citations that we write and it goes to federal court great mm-hmm. good for you uh, but going back to the question, I'd most likely uh, I'd be kayaking some areas. And recent, most recently, we uh, kayaked, uh, my wife and I and another ranger, we kayaked over in Cooper Branch area. Mm-hmm. All right. 
How about you? Where's your favorite place on the lake? Hmm. Probably in a really quiet cove. <laughs> <laughs> that I sounds actually, perfect. Right. Not one of the party coves. Not, not one of the same. party coves. There's I some. always I always see people talking about Flamingo Cove. Is that the party action? That's one of one of them. Illinois Creek. Illinois Creek. My guess is that because there's a lot of fun happening out in the lake, I would assume that there's a need for some education of people about water safety, probably especially children. Do you spearhead some of those programs? We have a, a water safety program uh, th- that's at Alatoona. It's called the Ranger Card Program. It's like a baseball card program where uh, the Rangers have their own individual uh, card. It'll have their picture on the front and their name. So you and, have one. Uh, oh, I do. Not okay. on me per- right no. now, but, uh, but So yes. you have one and every, all of your, your all work All the Ranger have staff one. have mm-hmm. one. Even some of the uh, summer Rangers that we bring in temporarily in the summer have one as well. They uh, will have their picture and their name. And then on the back, it has uh, a uh, water safety, uh, you know, quote or information or, you know, what to do, you know, inform- on mm-hmm. that. Uh, the children approach us at the campgrounds. This is where we see it the most. Uh, they will at the Day U series as well. Uh, want a ranger card. Uh, the rangers then will ask them a question. You know, they even if the children don't know, they'll lead them into the answers. Just you know, engage it's, it's with the, the kids. It's That's to educate them. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, they can collect the cards. Some kids will have 100 cards by the end of the summer, depending on how often they come out. But uh, they can turn those in. We'll give them, of course, we sign them, give them back, and then they can get prizes for Where them. Where do they turn them in? Uh, they can turn them into a ranger. Uh, they can come up to our office. Uh, there's many different ways I've seen it done. Uh, but the main, the big prize, though, is the life jacket. Jackets that are supplied uh, through Safe Kids of uh, Cherokee County. So, if my child had a set of cards and they, and they turned them in, how do they get their life jacket? Most time, the Rangers are carrying them in there in, oh, the, in their okay. uh, vehicles. So, they had them uh, right now. This time of year is kind of we're going down from the rec season. Most of our areas have closed and stuff, but the, uh, the few uh, Rangers that are out there will should have some um, life jackets in their. Vehicles. So, if there's any kids out there that see Rangers walking around or boating around, getting around. Just walk up to them and say, hi, and can I have a card? Can I have Correct. a ranger card? They'll just say, can get a ranger card. They'll be, you know, we have to be careful sometimes. We tell them not to be running down the road, you know, yeah. and stuff. But it's, uh, great. but it's a great program. We've been doing it, I think, since about 2006 or seven. Mm-hmm. All all with, again, uh, Safe Kids of Cherokee County. And uh, and um, these are and that's sponsored by uh, Northside Hospital. Hang on. We'll be right back with lots more from lead ranger Chris Purvis and special guest Linda Hartsfield in just a moment. Do you know what to do when you hear this sound? When you hear a chirp, make a change. A single chirping sound coming from your smoke detector every 30 to 60 seconds indicates the battery is low and must be changed. So when you hear the chirp, make a change. Now, do you know what to do when you hear this sound? When you hear a beep, 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 get on your feet. Three quick beeps in a row mean there is a fire. Get out, stay out, and call 911 from outside. Now, let's see how beep savvy you are. What does this sound mean? Four beeps in a row means your carbon monoxide detector is activated and you must get outside to breathe fresh air immediately. Stay outside and call 911. Learn the sounds of fire safety. Beep knowledge saves lives. For more safety tips, visit www.firepreventionweek.org and www.sparky.org. So Linda, tell our listeners what brings you to the microphone today. I wanted to talk about the Great Lake Altoona cleanup. 
mm-hmm. and some of our other initiatives that we have keeping the lake clean. It's just not a one day event for us. Mm-hmm. And where are you from? Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Cartersville, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I've been living in Canton for 16 years. And um, I retired from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. I was a park ranger for 38 years. Wow. Congr- thank you. And um, prior to that, I worked in the administrative field, and I became very interested in uh, park rangering, and I worked at two other lakes besides Alatoona Lake. So, and where were they? Uh, lake Seminole and Walter F. George Lake. Mm-hmm. So now you're here, you're retired, and you can't leave the lake. No. Um, after a couple of months, I was a little bored, so I... Um, had worked with the lake cleanup since its inception back in 1986. And uh, then they voted me on to the board of the Lake Altoona Association. And then um, I just kept that going, using my time to volunteer. And then uh, a few months ago, I was voted in as the chair of the board. But anyway, I serve as the uh, lake uh, the Great Lake Altoona Cleanup Volunteer Chair. And um, it keeps me busy, and I feel like that I can give back to the mm-hmm. community and um, that I can use some of my former knowledge, which does help them out because a lot of people on the board don't know a lot of the nuances of locations, even of some of the areas. But um, it's it's been good, and I feel like it's been beneficial. And I've enjoyed it. So the cleanup is coming up in October, is it that is right? October so, the 2nd. Mm-hmm. It will be the 36th annual Great Lake Alatoona cleanup. Wow, 36 years. Mm-hmm. So how successful has this been? Well, it's uh, the Great Lake Alatoona cleanup is one of the, is basically the largest national public lands days day events nationwide. And we have received several awards for that through the years. Of course, the Lake Corps of Engineers started the Great Lake Alatoona cleanup, and it took uh, one employee basically year-round to organize the thing. Then in, excuse me, in 2006, I believe it was, the uh, Lake Alatoona Preservation Authority, which was a state agency that was was an authorization by the state, they were in uh, operation for like five years. In 2011, they... Um, disband. In 2012, the the Lake Alatoona Association took over the Great Lake Alatoona cleanup, and they have been handling that ever since. So with that being said, normally there are about 3,000 volunteers that come out for the cleanup Mm -hmm. annually. 3,000? Correct. Now, with the exception of of 2020, there were like 1,200 that came out, and this year, thus far, as of yesterday, we've got a little over 1,300 registered for the event on October 2nd. What kind of things do they find? Ah, they find everything. I mean, they found full bottles of wine. <gasps> oh, sign me up. <laughs> well, I don't know how long it was out there, but it, hey, it was pretty rough. Aged wine is not a problem for me. <laughs> Animal skulls, sofas. Uh, they have found... Um, Refri- full-size refrigerators what like what inside the uh, under the water or do they on find the it? shoreline where people have dumped them toilets 
toilets, toilets, you name it, in it, it that you can find it on the shoreline. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, but yes. that's ridiculous. People just go out there and dump a toilet. The, and tires, and I'll, I'll discuss that in just a moment. But there are people either they use the shoreline as a dumping station, or people throw things off of boats. I, you know, it, it's unreal. What is the matter with people? Oh my gosh, people! If you're out there using the lake. Respect the lake for crying out loud. People don't realize this is our drinking water. Ooh, this is the water I drink? Correct. Oh, wow. Okay. Lake Alatoona uh, supplies uh, water to both um, Cobb County and the city of Cartersville. Okay, this is very important. And and we're dumping toilets into the lake. It's ridiculous. Among many other things. Right. Uh, how How many tons have been picked up? Each year we collect around an average about three and a half tons over the last few years. And even at that, that's somewhat ridiculous. That's crazy. It is. Also, we have a group called the Lake Warriors. They collect trash year-round, even beyond the uh, one-day event, uh, the Great Lake Altoona Cleanup. And they started or were organized from in mid-2018. And from 2018 until August the 31st of 2021, they have collected 9.13 tons of trash. Wow. And 361 tires. 300, okay, 361 tires. Let, let me go back. In, in the mid-80s, the Corps permitted marinas to use tires as wave brakes. What does that mean? As like jetties? It's like jetties to protect the boats that were that are docked in their marinas. They will use as wave breaks, and it keeps the you know the wakes from the boats, and it, it'll slow down the wave action, and it keeps the boats inside the docks, you know, where they're not. Shaking, so, in other words, what know. they what they would do is sink a bunch of these and make sort of a wall. No, no th- they th- wouldn't sink. They were they had styrofoam in them and they had cables running through them and you could see them. Oh, they would float? They would float. Oh, they'd float. Okay. They would float. And in in the mid 90s, um, early 90s, I guess, they just they the core wanted them all removed. They gave them a certain amount of time to remove them. Some of the marinas removed them properly. Some marinas, I think they maybe just broke loose and just went their merry way. And those basically we still would have the styrofoam inside them. Oh. But we're still finding tires without styrofoam. And I think someplace people are using the shoreline as a dumping ground because the cost of recycling, recycling tires. tires. So if I have tires in my car and I have to pay to dispose of them, or I could take them and throw them in the lake at night. Some, some of the counties do have like uh, recycle areas where mm-hmm. you can dump them, but not all the counties right. around the lake. And you will see a lot more um, dumping in areas that do not have the recycling centers as in some of those counties than in the others. That's but, interesting. But you do see uh, the tires. Some of them may have been old from the, that came from the marinas, but now you're not sure. And then sometimes if the water's down a little further, you may get to tires that weren't there, but you couldn't get to before. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're getting to near the end on these tires and because uh, it is expensive for Lake Alatoona Association to take care of these. And uh, I've, we've worked with some of the counties in the past to, to help recycle them and everything. But there could be several hundred each, each time we have a, a cleanup. That's amazing. Simply amazing. Respect your lake. 
Exactly. Oh, my goodness. We've had a group of divers that come out and will do a dive in some areas that the lake never really recedes to. And they have found all sorts of things. Of course, we have to have special permits, you know, through the Corps. That's another good event. Of course, we don't have enough divers and enough time, but it does clean out some of the areas. So that's that's an event separate from the grave. It is, but it's still a part mm-hmm. of the cleanup. They do this what do they? What do they find when they dive down there? They can find rusted out barrels, huge uh, 55-gallon drums that are rusted out. God only knows what was in there. You know, it's all kinds of different things. I mean, they've even found, uh, we know of guns as well, right. but uh, safes. Uh, people will dump safes, and, you know, it's only... You yeah. can only tell me why they, that safe was dumped in there, but uh, they you know, mo- most likely, Pride open. you know, most likely stolen in my, oh, you know, my guess. But there's all kinds of stuff you can. That's find. a lot of nasty but, stuff in the lake. But the, what Lynn's saying though is uh, the main thing is that the Lake Altoona Association and, and Linda they have pushed out the borders in the last few years, and it's not just a one day event anymore. Uh, the cleanup has always been hugely popular, but it's always been one day. But now with the uh, Lake Warriors, uh, a lot of times we don't, we can't get out to an area and help, you know, clean up. I will call some of the Lake Warriors and say, hey, we've got a lot of, somebody's dumped a lot of trash at this area. And the Lake Warriors will go out and clean that up. And That's great. they've been a great uh, part of the association now. You know, Linda's saying 3.5, you know, about 3.5 tons every year to clean up. But that has actually decreased a little bit mm. from where it used to be. And uh, so that's good. As they're always, it, it, we would love it if we went down to zero, but right now it has decreased, <laughs> yeah. and it's all, and a lot of it has to do with uh, also cleaning up all year round rather than just uh, just on the one day event. I would like to say as well that we've gone out to some of the larger neighborhoods, especially in Cherokee County, Town Lake, and to Bridge Mill, and they have a coordinator now that works with us. Oh, so we're getting the neighbors to pick up along the shoreline. If they'll just pile up the trash, then we'll come out and use our work barge. Cherokee County Fire at any time. If they'll call us, we'll prepare. We'll you'll plan. make a, you'll make res- or make arrangements right. for all that to happen. And talk about the booms, uh, right? And- Cherokee County, the fire department was getting rid of their old pontoon boat. Uh, we learned of this. And since we're a nonprofit, we made a request through the Cherokee County Board of Commissioners, and we were able to obtain that boat. And we're in the process of finding a motor because the motor was not working pro- properly. But right now, with due to all of the backlog of motors and boat items, we still haven't gotten one. What size motor are you looking for? Um I think he's trying to find like a, a 90 horsepower because that way it's a pontoon boat. And when we get it loaded down with trash, then it'll be, mm-hmm. we can scoot around. But we also have a boom that we have placed on the boat that we have from over, over in the Bartow County side. We'll keep the Cherokee County one on our side, but we have used them back and forth. And we can pull up items with this boom that we couldn't just manually pull out uh, tires that are up in the mud that silt has gotten into and, you know, protect our backs and that kind of stuff. We also have folks with the late warriors who get on canoes and kayaks and paddle up into these areas that it's uh, hard to reach with the boat. And they have picked up huge amounts of trash that way. Good. Another thing it's interesting is starting to use a lot of technology uh things are coming in uh, all the time that are being created that can help with this sort of thing and up on the uh, river system on some of the creeks trash traps. catchers traps 
we also did a trash study over on Noonday Creek in the city of Woodstock, and it went on for six months, and we collected trash from that. We presented that information to the city of Woodstock, and they are in the process of purchasing a trap to replace the one that the Lake Altoona Association had taken. There is a lot of trash coming into Lake Altoona via Noonday Creek. It comes in from Kennesaw, Marriott, I mean, all the way in from Town Center Mall. We collected um, almost a ton of trash just during that six-month period. So I want to make this, I want to get this straight in my head. There was a trap there of some sort. We placed a trash trap, which went from crink bank to crink bank from side to side it was floating and it would collect the trash that was coming down out of out of noonday creek out of noonday creek and it would not it would not collect the fish no the fish are underwater the trash is on top oh so it's just floating on top floating boom okay and it would collect the trash our volunteers would go out there check it every day for six months For six months, Mm -hmm. we had school kids, kids from environmental classes were interested in participating. Just your normal walkers, people that walked on a daily basis. We documented all this. And the most things that we found of all were plastic water bottles. No kidding. Overall, this trap was extremely effective and so now we're it was very now telling. they're looking into ways to you know put more out at different areas right. around the lake and uh, now working with woodstock right that, so. That's and we would um you know of course we we paid several thousand for this um i mean our, we don't have a real budget all of us um you know it's just from donations and we would love for somebody to um some corporation or company or group to sponsor another trash trap let me ask you this. How do you get your money? How do you get a budget? Just from our lake cleanup. Uh, we have sponsors for that. And so we have just from the sponsorship of the lake cleanup. So you have corporate sponsors mostly? Is that we what? do have some corporate sponsors. We have um, in-kind sponsorships. We have some individuals that will sponsor. Mm-hmm. A lot of contributions. And they are a 501c3. 501. So nonprofit. Sure this is very enlightening that that's how you get your budget. You don't get money from the Corps of Engineers? No. So no. not in, even around this table, service. we can't even make, you know, we can do a little bargain. Can't do it. It's oh, illegal for us. Gosh but we, you know, we can, we help out, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. a lot of times with manpower or wherever we can on a lot that's, you know, right. uh, for the cleanup event itself, you know, we provide uh, parks for them to have their picnic areas. We uh, will be out there in full force uh, patrolling with our rangers, you know, and uh, we also have a, a, a wide uh, volunteer program for the Corps of Engineers as well. And we'll have all our volunteers out on the events helping as well, you know. So, and this, a lot of times, anything we can do year round to help, we'll right. do, you know. So, and, and the Lake Alatoon Association is strictly a volunteer group. There are no, uh, paid salaries or anything like that so there's uh, five of us on the committee uh two from cherokee two from bartow and one from cobb hang on we'll be right back with lots more from lead ranger chris purvis and special guest linda hartsfield in just a moment Fellaini Performing Arts Center announces the sophisticated, warm voice of jazz artist Carla Harris, live in concert. Carla Harris is a nationally recognized jazz vocalist that draws listeners into the story and musical substance of the song she sings. She will be performing live on the campus of Reinhardt University in the Fellaini Performing Arts Center the evening of Friday, October 8th at 7.30 p.m. 
Critical Jazz describes Carla Harris's performances as rich, full-bodied, and with a slightly buttery finish. Carla Harris has mad skills, a vocal artist with impeccable phrasing and the innate gift to have the band play with and not around her. Carla Harris, live at the Fellaini Performing Arts Center, Friday, October 8th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available at www.reinhardt.edu slash That's www.reinhardt.edu slash Follow Enjoy Cherokee's Facebook page for a chance to win tickets to the show. And we're back. This is Jody Drinkard, your host of Enjoy Cherokee Voices, and I'm here with Lake Alatoona lovers Chris Purvis of the Army Corps of Engineers and Linda Hartsfield. I'm kind of interested in more of what the Corps of Engineers does for the lake. First of all, how big is your team? We have a ranger staff that's 15 people. Uh, Generally, that's uh, 12 rangers that are out in the field for the most of the time and three chief rangers. We have uh, then uh, front office staff, probably about three, four more people. And then uh, uh, we got uh, two uh, assistant manager and a manager. So in other uh, contract workers we have, but uh, for the core, we'll have about 22, 23 around in there, uh, people in our office in Cartersville. So what do you do on a regular basis? What's your daily job? My daily job yeah, is a little different. Yeah, what's your daily job? Well, my daily job, I have several different uh, programs I'm over. Um, one of them is public awareness, and that's why I'm here talking ah, today. okay. Uh, and well, that includes a lot of water safety. I am our division, uh, which means the southeastern un- part of the United States. I'm our lead water safety person for the division. We have a lot of partnerships that we are working with different you know, organizations or uh, other agencies that we work with. And uh, my job is to make sure these uh, partnerships are still going strong. Mm-hmm. I also have little bits of security and uh, safety for our offices. But I guess my biggest program is our volunteer program, mainly speaking as our volunteer village. Uh, we have a uh, ten-site campground. Mainly, it's only for volunteers. Uh, they're required to work uh, uh, so many hours a week, and uh, we've utilized this heavy in the last few years. Basically, these volunteers do about everything you can imagine. What they do is uh, this is a you know a lot of people go. I can't believe you have these people working and they're not being paid. Well, this is big business now. Volunteering. These people retire. They get in their campers and they want to travel around the United States and they'll go stay here for six months and then go somewhere else six months and they work. You know, basically part time when they're there and it, they get a free site. That and, sounds like uh, a great plan. But that's what we what we're working with. Uh, you know, I, I have some volunteers actually have been there several years uh they're local they have grandkids locally and they just want to stay in the area but they do everything you can possibly imagine and i think uh not counting last year was a covid year and we were closed they were closed down for about three months but the year before we did almost thirteen thousand hours um out of uh you know out of the volunteer village which equals about six full-time employees so what kind of things would a volunteer do different things. They help out in the front desk. Uh, they, most some areas that we do not have under contract on our maintenance contract. We have a, uh, like a disc golf course uh, that we have over in, uh, in Carsville area and uh, they will mow parts of that. Um, but a lot of maintenance and stuff, um, uh, different things that they can go out and do where they'll trim back limbs. They, uh, you know, at some of the campgrounds they're, they're growing out or somewhere, you know, they'll go cut those, but, uh, you know, uh, front desk operations, they, uh, we have one, I have one volunteer who has pressure washed every square inch of concrete on Alatoona Lake. And that is a, a big amount, believe oh me. Oh my goodness. And uh, he's 81 years old too. And uh, he is 
But Can we have a shout out? What's his name? His name is Jimmy Moore. And he's been with me since 2016. And he was, in 2018, we nominated him, nominated him for Volunteer of the Year National. And uh, he didn't win, but he, uh, he did take home it for uh, the Southeastern United States. He was the top volunteer. Fantastic. So, and I Hats have a, off. Hats I, off. And I have another volunteer. Her name is Brenda Grano. And her mother, uh, Winona Brakeman, and Winona is 89 years old. And she helps her daughter. We have a huge recycling program now that has just grown and grown and that we've put in our campgrounds and our day use areas. And they, these volunteers go out twice a week and pick up all the recycling and they'll oh take it to goodness. the recycling center. In the summer, we actually have two sets of volunteers that have to do it. It's gotten that much, but a credible amount of uh, poundage of plastic and uh, uh, aluminum cans and stuff like that, that they've collected over the last few years. And it started, I think 2016, it was just in a couple areas, but now we have the recycling in every area that we operate. That's fantastic. So, and it's been, and, the, and for her, Brenda's being nominated this year uh, and her mom, we're, we're going to nominate them for uh, <gasps> volunteer of the years this year. Do they know so, that already? They know it, but uh, they know yeah, it. Okay. So, but Otherwise, I'll know, put the pressure on it. You're going to have to pick right it up, you know, so. <laughs> Well, I got a couple other questions about the Corps of Engineers. When I go out on the lake, I rent a boat because I don't have one, and I drive around, and it seems like there's a lot of lake property available that will not be developed. Is that right? That is correct. And that's all Army Corps of Engineers land property? Correct. All the land around is U.S. Army Corps of Engineers uh, property all the way around the lake. Now, then after you go up uh, to the, what is it, the... uh, uh, 863. 863. What does 863 mean? That's the... 863 feet? 863 elevation is what was painted around the lake. That is where, that is the 100-year flood uh, floodplain. Flood flood yeah. flood so around the lake, it, every area is different. You may see uh, the property line 100 feet from the shore. You may see it... A thousand feet from the shore, but it's still eight sixty three sea level elevation. It follows. That's the property line. Above that, Corps of Engineers do not own that property. So, so in other words, I want to I want to make sure I get this. If I'm looking at a topographical map where it's all bumpy and I mm-hmm. can feel the thing, there's a there's a eight hundred and sixty three. There's a level there, and that is the level that you have to build above. Okay. It's it's basically our property line. It's the property it, line. Our property line. So anybody above that, you know, we a lot of times we don't have anything to do with if they buy the land. Now, below the 863, we have land allocations all the way around the lake. This area below 863 could be fish and wildlife. There may be houses at 865 above but they're, they cannot put a dock in that area because it's uh, the re- below it is meant for fish and wildlife. You don't own anything above 863? No. Huh. So there's a lot of land to be developed yet. Correct. I got to get my thinking cap on. Maybe I could still get a piece of property out there. Well, well, there's homes out there that are basically small shacks or were that you would have to knock down and then build a home. And those things, right now, I know of one particular house that's $1.2 million. The little uh, bitty thing? It, it's just a one bedroom, one bath. And so it's because it's on, and I call good water, water that you can, 
are it's usable year round the dock oh, is yeah so that makes a big difference too mm-hmm. now you may see some of the, in the some of the marinas there are some cabins that are on, in some of the marinas that are below the 863 those are recreational use and you can you can't live in them permanently therefore like you can stay 14 days out of 30 you you, you lease those you own the cabin but you, you lease the property. It but sits you on. lease the property, and it's around five to six hundred dollars, depending on the marina. So you can five hundred and sixty dollars a a month. A month. So you're paying somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty six hundred dollars a year to a marina. You might have paid eighty thousand dollars for this little place, and I mean little. You cannot uh, expand the footprint of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes uh, in deplorable conditions, it has to be totally removed from government property. That's There's, and these are some of these things are unique to Alatuna. Exactly, uh, with, uh, Alatuna being one of the uh, first uh, multi-purpose projects in the southeastern United States. Uh, things were done then that weren't done at some of the other lakes. We have uh, things like floating cabins and stuff that we have floating that, cabins. Uh, yes, yes, and. Uh, it, this is something that a lot of the other core projects that came in after they do not have because the core saw, well, we're never going to do this again. You oh, know, kind yeah. of thing. Well, so, let me say this. Carter's Lake does not have uh, any docks at any all. dock permits yeah. whatsoever. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can't complain too much here, though, with a thousand right. with uh, Lake Lanier. They have 10,000 docks. So that's, uh, that's a lot of docks they many, have to handle. How many docks do we have in Cherokee County? I was like, uh, was it 361, 361, in uh, just Cherokee County. How about the whole lake around a thousand? So about a thousand private docks, the private docks permitted. They have to have a permit for the Corps of Engineers. So you can't just put a dock out. And and let me say this. If anyone is looking to purchase a home and thinks they're going to get a dock there, Mm -hmm. go check with the Corps of Engineers first. What Linda is saying is people say, oh, yeah, you can buy this house and you can request from the Corps a dock. And then they'll find out after these people have bought the house that they can't get a dock in that area. So um, can I trim the trees? Can you trim the trees that are be- below? Not. Eight? No, not. And uh, there's certain things, you know, it, that you again, you'll have to have a permit. We do allow a little bit of different, you know, but not cutting the trees down unless they're dead, you know, but it's just, uh, there are some things we do allow, uh, but a lot of manicuring of the property, mowing below the 863, we do not allow. So Before mm-hmm. you do anything on government property, please meet with the ranger. There you go. That's the best advice we got all day. Correct. All right. Good. The Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services team want to remind you that October is Fire Prevention Month and the week of October 3rd through the 9th is National Fire Prevention Week. If you hear a beep, get on your feet. Fire is present. Get out and stay out. Call 911 from outside. If you hear a chirp, make a change. The battery in your alarm is low and needs replacing. The Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services remind you that in-home fire alarms have a lifespan of 10 years. For more information, visit www.sparky.org. Okay, Ranger Chris, do you have any big news for us? Uh, Big news for us. uh, McKinney Campground is the busiest core campground in the nation. We've had it closed for the last year and eight months. Uh, We were having septic problems and uh, we actually requested from our headquarters uh, some funding uh, to uh, what we're doing is uh, putting the, the campground into the sewer system for Bartow County. 
This is uh, this was made it a little more expensive uh, to do, but in the long run, it's it's going to be very helpful to be in the sewer system. We will no longer have to do water testing or anything because of a septic, and that work is complete. And where is this located? Uh, McKinney's uh, located in Ackworth area in Bartow County. It's right off I-75. Again, it's the busiest core campground in the nation. It is, uh, we collect more money uh, at that campground than any other campground in the nation. So Uh, how much money do do we collect from around the lake? It's, uh, well, I'll get back to that. Okay, we're, let me finish. I'm jumping Mc, in. I'm McKinney, jumping in. But McKinney is opening next Monday. On the 20th, we're opening sites 1 through 75, and then we will open sites 76 through 150. Following that, uh, right now, we're just trying not to overtax the new system, just see how everything goes. If there's any problems, fix those. And then as soon as those are ironed out, we're going to re- we'll open up 70, sites 76 through 150. And, and how both, much does it cost to, to go there? It just depends, uh, you know, uh, what Range. site you, what you, but anywhere from 26 to $32, I think, around in there. So a night. A night. That's Depending, fantastic. and uh, uh, also with it, you know, we have some of the passes, though, the federal passes, the uh, America the Beautiful passes, like the uh, age pass and um, and the disability passes, they'll get you What is the age off. pass? Maybe I get this. It's 62 and older. No, okay. I don't get it yet. But that'll get you half off in the campgrounds. So 62 and over gets correct. you half off. Correct. And, uh, but then getting back to what we collect, yes, um, we collect about 1.75 million a year. Uh, again, uh, Alatuna leads the nation in the fees collected. Now, a lot of people think this stays at the lake. Uh, it does not. It goes right back to the national treasury. It does not go to the Corps of Engineers. It, it goes back to the national treasury. We receive a budget every year. You know, honestly, it's more than that, uh, our budget. Uh, so one point, a lot of people think we collect all this money and then well, why don't you fix this and, you know, all this, yeah. but it's not that simple. We do not collect, everything we collect goes back to the treasury uh, and, and then the federal government figures out how much each agency gets and how then it goes down into how much a budget that each project for us uh, gets. The budget we get is for everyday usage, not as much replacing uh, septic. So we uh, we were granted a lot, you know, I think it was about $3 million to do this rehab over at uh, McKinney. Uh, it came out of a pot of money, you know, that they have that has never gone to recreation before. So the Corps of Engineers saw the importance of getting this campground reopened. Now it took forever for the contract to get finished over there and where uh, the public is anxious to get it open and we were right have a waiting with them. list do you have a waiting list uh, of we, people we, ready to go we reopened the reservation system last week and there's already hundreds of reservations have already been made and that's just sites that one popular and that's just sites one through oh, that 75 that is a beautiful campground it was one of the last ones renovated and there's a lot of the campsites that are waterfront and uh People, people have learned that, especially the, I call snowbirds, the ones traveling north to south, mm-hmm. and they'll stop off two weeks as they're going north and two weeks as they're coming south. Oh. And not only that, but uh, a majority of the camping public is within a 50-mile radius. Really? Okay. The, mm-hmm. Cherokee County is a huge area, as well as all the others. There's uh, camping from all over people camp on the weekends that is one of the biggest recreational family recreational um type activities that's really amazing to me that a lot of people pack it up you know go 15 miles down the road and camp not many tents anymore there's still a few few pop-ups but now it's the bigger Mm -hmm. rvs with the pullouts and it's just like going home i mean well linda's saying the magic thing there though it's not you know, most of our campgrounds were built for tent camping or small campers. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting these 
campers that are coming in they're actually bigger in your house most of the time uh we're getting uh we're being overtaxed at our uh at our septic systems a lot of times these things are hold so much water it used to be until just a few years ago we were maybe pumping our uh, septic systems maybe every couple years but right now we're doing it every month almost because so much water is being dumped into the uh into our our septic Ah. from these new rvs so the Uh, people that come in with these rvs can empty them Mm -hmm. into your system so what we're looking at and now with this at McKinney, uh, it's part of the sewer system now. So we and and not only that, if there's problems, Bartow County will come in and handle it rather than our maintenance contractor. So mm-hmm. in the long run, this is a big win. Around Christmas time, there's a really pretty Christmas parade of boats. And where can people go to see that? The Lake Allerton Association, one of their other initiatives is for folks to have fun around the lake. And for the last... Um, this will be the fourth year. It's called Lights on the Lake, where people are invited to decorate their boats, and we will have a boat parade on December the 4th, starting at 5.30. Folks uh, gather at Alatuna Yacht Club and travel up to the dam, make a circle, and go back to Park Marina, where uh, the boats are judged. We have contacted the Bartow County and they have opened up the Gatewood Park campground for viewing. That's one of the best viewing places there is. Mm-hmm. The reason we don't go to other locations is due to safety. Uh, we just don't have the manpower. And the lake at that time is relatively low, and we have to be very careful because there's a lot of underwater stru- underwater structures out there still. I mean, like tree stumps and, of course, a lot of rock outcroppings. So last year we had 28 participants. Wow, that sounds pretty good. Well, it went from 11 to 28. From <laughs> So we're hoping for more. It's getting bigger. Every and year. the proceeds from the boat parade, we... Uh, donate to a children's group, uh, a nonprofit. A year before last, we donated Goshen House here in, in Cherokee. Then it was in Bartow. Year before last, um, we gave a oh, flowering branch, which is a children's home. Then last year in 2020, we donated to the Children's Haven here in mm-hmm. Cherokee County. Nice. Okay. And in 2021, this year, we'll be giving to the Calvary Home in Powder Springs. We were trying to go from county, the three counties that sure. adjoined the lake. So it's Christmas for the children. Well, the adults like it too, but it is, you know, Christmas is for children. And uh, some of Christmas these, is for everyone. everyone. I like the lights yeah. on the lake. But it's gorgeous. <laughs> these people, some people have already started decorating, I understand. And some of, the, some of these have really gotten to be... Um, extravagant extravagant <laughs> yeah it's it's really beautiful it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing to see hey let's don't forget the poker run oh yeah we just had the poker run um we invite any and everyone to participate we had a lot of good sponsorship this year and each year the poker run the the proceeds of that go to the folds of honor which is a 501c3 organization that provides uh educational funding scholarships to descendants of downed and or disabled American veterans. And this year we were able to, we provided $30,000 to the Folds of Honor, which we were told that will help assist six people with a scholarship for next year. That's amazing. And we 
we don't put it back in the big pot. We request that those funds be distributed to this area because we earned them in this area. Fantastic. Well, Linda, I want to thank you for everything you do with um, bringing our lake up to par as far as being clean, getting our community involved with volunteers. Uh, I know the poker run was quite an undertaking as well, and safety is such a big thing for that, as well as raising money for Folds of Honor. So I want to applaud you for that. You've done a great job. Your whole team has. Thank you. And we were proud to be a little bit a part of that. So Thank you, Jody. Mm-hmm. And Chris, thank you so much for all you do with the Corps of Engineers, keeping us safe and keeping our toilets in order. <laughs> so one gets the toilets out of the lake and one keeps the toilets in order on the side of the lake, right? This is a great group I'm with here today. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? I think that's it for me today. I think we've learned a lot about Lake Alatuna or Alatuna Lake. The first thing (laughs) that the name is Alatuna Lake. And I think we can all get involved, do our part, get out there and pick up some garbage. Whether it's cleanup day or not, get out there. And when you see some nasty stuff laying around, just a bag of chips or a bottle of water, pick it up, throw it in the trash. Exactly. Every little bit helps. And use the recycling bins as well if you can. There you go. Thank you. Thank you both for coming in today. But don't get ready to go yet. Oh, okay. Because we're going to have a little fun. Oh, okay. You ready for some fun? Sure. We're going to have some quickie questions. You ready oh, for people, this? People had questions? Yeah, this is live. Didn't you know that? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Don't get her going. Tell her, <laughs> we're going to do some quickie you questions. We're going to have a good time. Tell her there's a snake under her. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, here goes. This is, this is going to be just a little fun. I have a series of 10 questions here I'm going to ask you. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to start with Chris. And um, it's just off the top of your head. Fun answers. Okay. Fun questions, fun answers. You ready? Quickie questions. Chris, do you prefer boating or kayaking? Kayaking. Linda, what's your favorite hobby? Reading. Chris, what's your favorite snack? Fritos. Oh, that's so specific. Ooh, I could taste them when you said that. All right. Linda, sweet tea or soda? Sweet tea. Chris, what's your favorite type of vacation? Well, my wife and I, we like to go, uh, go, we're trying to go out to all the national parks. So we, uh, we like to go out uh, park hopping, I guess, and uh, we go two or three times a year. So your bucket list is to get to all the national parks? National parks, and we'll even visit all the national monuments and everything else. But uh, we, our last one, we just got back, we were in uh, Colorado and a little bit of Utah. And some of the bigger ones, we saw the arches, uh, Canyonlands, uh, uh, Canyons of the Black Gunnison, uh, or Black Gunnison of the Canyons, or... or but uh, it's wow. uh, but we've in uh, Rocky Mountain National Park we we hit all those and that sounds like a great bucket list right there. All right, Linda, what's your favorite book? You said you like to read. What's your favorite book of all time? I really don't have a favorite right off the top of my head. I I keep about three books on my nightstand. I'm reading. What what book are you reading right now? Right now I'm reading a book by Nicholas Sparks. Name? But what is the name of the book? I can't even think of it. It's uh, what you get when you get old people. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We got. I have a Debbie. I have a Danielle still one named Complications. I'm it's about on my not standing. I'm reading too. So. so you have Nicholas Sparks and Danielle Steele yeah. on your nightstand. Mm-hmm. They're having a party while you're gone. Right. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you prefer Chris camping or beaching? I would say beaching. Ah, yeah, you live the camp life, kind of. I'd say you go camp every too. day. No, a lot of times, you you know, you do this all the time. You something different's a little better. Yeah. yeah. Linda, are you normally early or normally late to appointments? 
usually early. And the best restaurant on the lake. He does it probably. JD's on the lake. JD's on the lake. Linda, what's your favorite? JD's on the lake. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot that's it's on the lake one. now. So that's, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's hugely popular with the ranger staff. Believe that's perfect. Thank you both. You did a great job on these quickie questions. And a final thank you for coming in to share your knowledge of the lake with me and all seven listeners out there. We are wiser because of you both. So now all I ask is that you get out there and enjoy Cherokee. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts.